Aguinaldo! This, this is Brock and Salk. Brock Eward is my hero. Jay Buter just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. On Seattle Sports. What we want to do, do on the internet. It really worked that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen and Ballard. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Eward and Mike Salk. Hello! Well, thanks for sticking with us throughout the morning. Brock and Salk here on Seattle Sports on 710. I hope you guys are getting a sense of what it's like here in, in spring training. I hope we're able to bring you just the, the feel of what it's like here. And, and this team coming off of its playoff appearance and a winning series last year and kind of where these guys are at, trying to hit it from all angles, right? We've talked to some of the players. We've talked to Scott. Uh, we've tried to give you some of our conversations that we've had with Perry Hill or Manny Actor or some of the players as they walk by. You hear there from Jerry DePoto, who seems like a proud papa, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's sort of designed this whole thing with Justin Hollander and with Scott Service, and he mentioned Andy McKay as well. And now, Brock, eight years in, remember how we used to talk about how it's hard to turn around a team, that it's like a battle, a battleship, right? It's, it's an yep. aircraft carrier. It's not quick and maneuverable because these things take so much time in baseball. This is their team, man. Yeah. Nope, I think that is totally fair. This is what he wanted. Yeah, and I think of two other situations in our town. I remember when Steve Sarkeesian was at a spot where it was just seven wins and seven wins and eight wins. And there was some real thought of how how are we going to do this? How are we going to get over the hump? And they softened some of their character restrictions. And they, they softened in some ways and took guys that they that were risk, that were character risks, that were academic risks, because they felt like they needed to add that talent, Mike, to take that step. I think of Pete Carroll and John Schneider thinking we need Percy Harvin, mm. right? We've got pedestrian wide receivers, right? Uh, and, but we need a, we need a game checker, uh, changer. We need a, a game wrecker, somebody with his kind of speed. And we'll look the other way, and it maybe didn't work at Florida, and maybe didn't work at Minnesota, but our culture is so good and we're going to sacrifice on that and and that obviously blew up to a degree and 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 did not work and and jerry's not going to name names and they're not going to name names but i bet you over the course of it there were times that we're just going to have to take this talent when you're in that eight-year rebuild right when you're turning they believe that right now they don't have a single bad guy in the state correct not a single problem, not a single player who doesn't have the kind of personality that they want. Now, they have a couple new guys, and it's going to take some time to mm-hmm. find out who Teoscar really is, who Colton Wong really is, if Tommy Lastella makes the team, who Tommy Lastella really is, Cooper Hummel, some of these other guys. You know what Shannon yeah. told me? I don't, want to, I don't want to steal Shannon's story. Well, Cooper Hummel, Potter. Like pottery guy like pottery wheel potter's wheel said that he was shannon told me wait he was gonna bring in a vase for you see what he's doing here you see what what i've been hearing is that you've had a lead on a potter's wheel this entire time (laughs) no just today shannon just told me about an hour ago so i don't i don't want to steal shannon's news i hope that wasn't inappropriate shannon if i if i crossed a boundary let me apologize but she told me this is her breaking news not mine cooper hummel potter Wow, yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. Thank you. Hey, I try to. Br- I told you, covering this from every angle. Biggest we've t- had some pretty good shows out here, but I think we've lowered the bar for breaking news quite a few <laughs> times this week. <laughs> uh, uh, how, how, about about the, how about this? How about shifting gears to my biggest takeaway from Jerry Depoto right there? Evan White, Robbie Way, Robbie Ray, Jared Kelman. Mm-hmm. 
Jared's the obvious. He's going to be the most talked about, going to be the most scrutinized. You know, is a guy that just when he walks around here, he is he's built a little differently. He's a top ten pick. He's all that stuff. And we have talked to nauseam about him. Robbie Ray talked about a little bit. Talked about his little split finger. But if he gets back to being Robbie Ray, he won the Cy Young. Mm-hmm. He won the Cy Young two years ago. Two years, ago. not like five years ago. He won the Cy Young two years ago. And then Evan White who they liked because of the character off the charts. They liked because of the defense, Gold Glover, in a, in a, in a COVID-shortened season, who they like, personality, athleticism, all of those things, but whose bat has not played. And if his bat plays, so on my old little Brock Heward watch, 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 you know, 2-2-2, two, two, two. this is a watch, this is a 2-3-2, two, two. this is a 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Those are now three guys in my little notebook right here. I hope you had one more on there because there was a fourth, and that was Marco. I think that was the fourth guy that I would add to your list there. Make sure you don't leave Marco off of that. Put him on there. By the way, I, I mean, my list would have been exactly the same as Jerry's. I don't know if it would have been in the same order, but I think my list would have been exactly the same. You don't need those. Well, I mean, you need Robbie Ray to at least do what he did last year. Yep. But you don't need Robbie to be better than he was last year in order for this to be a good team. Mm-hmm. You don't need Jared Kelnick. And if they have to go out and trade for an outfielder, they can do that. You don't need Evan White. Quite frankly, the team is built without him in mind. But if you don't, if you were to and Marco Gonzalez as well, I mean, mm-hmm. they've got extra pitching. If Chris Flexen wins that job instead of Marco, that's not a problem. But if those four guys actually are everything they could be projected to be, what a difference. Look, Is it a 100-win team? Yes. I mean, if, if those guys take a, another step, Robbie Ray is a Cy Young talent as he was two years ago. Jared Kelnick is not a guy hitting bombs every single game as he's doing in spring training, but if he is a is a guy that hits you 25 home runs, and I don't I know. Think, I think this is a 95-win team anyway. I, I look at this team, I see a 95-win team. They had 90 wins each of the last two years. They added about five wins in the offseason. I, I, I see them as a 95-win team. Because of, I, you know, I know those wins don't translate exactly, but you get Kirby for a full season plus growth, Logan with his growth, Julio with his growth, etc. Uh, Tay Oscar's improvement, Colton Wall. I mean, I see a 95-win team. If you just ask me for an over-under, I know that's well above Vegas's, which says, what, 87 and a half, something mm-hmm. like that. I'll take the over on Vegas, and my number that I'm looking for is 95. Brock, if you were to get from a few of those guys you just mentioned – something beyond expectation, I absolutely 100% believe mm. that 100 wins is within their within their capability, mm-hmm. but they're going to have to have the pitching. It's got to stay reasonably healthy, and they're going to have to pitch because that's what this team is built on. So you just chat with people, and then you add the numbers up, right? You chat with your buddy at Zips, and then you put Vegas's <laughs> numbers, and then you put War. I mean, look at your boy right here. Oh, whoa. So, yeah, yeah. So these are my notes. So yeah. every day I bought a, a little composition book for yeah. this trip. It's very nice. Yep, along with my Sharpies. And each day I've got day one. What's with the triangles? Day two, day three. I see some Pythagorean Bro, theorem going on there. Check that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at that. I don't understand how it's 2-2-2, two, 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 though, in a right triangle. Where's the hypotenuse? Yeah. Like Brock, so, like, is this a beautiful mind? So last night. <laughs> that's, that's not how the sides of A squared plus work. B squared equals C squared. I okay, know. but 4 squared plus 4 squared. That was just a perimeter. They gave you the one of the legs and the hypotenuse. But that then, can't be right. That's I, not. Well, whatever. This can't be correct. But look at the, Check that out. 
Uh, Titus has a big math test today. Well, you're giving him bad information. No, we worked through it. There was an answer key, so don't, don't you know, over-scrutinize. But look at the tether ball. You know, if it goes around once and the rope is five feet, mm. yeah, I, I, was, I was doing some I hardcore. like the tether ball. Yeah, I was doing some hardcore I'm, projections. I'm very yesterday. upset about what I see at the top of this page. Okay, well, let me double-check that then, all <laughs> that's right? That's just dead wrong. There's no way that's correct. Oh, equilateral triangles. Yeah, those are all equilateral triangles. And they well, gave you the perimeter. I know. I, it, that's just what it was. Though I, I didn't figure those out. Do you out. guys think we're in break right now? Where are we going to this? Oh, okay. What is your point? <laughs> is, this, is this an on-air conversation? What is your point? <laughs> Everything you need to know. Next. That's your point? Next. So your point was a humble brag about how you're doing math in your notebook that's incorrect? Yeah. That and it, all you have to say about it is that we're going to tell you what no, you need to know next? My humble brag was that you can do your zips and oh. you can talk now about Scott war. Now Scott Service says you're being too loud. Yeah. I can talk about Look, equal Would you be quiet? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Look at his math. This Stop. is wrong. Uh, David, everything you need to know next. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Screwed it up. What do you want? Can't be perfect. What do you want from me? Screwed it up. Totally talked to a guy that thought was Tom Murphy. It wasn't. That's embarrassing. Sure is. I'm sorry. I'm being very unprofessional here, but Brock. And then you tried to blame Shannon and say she gave you bad information. Fake news. Yeah, that's what happens when people just randomly shout fake news without doing any research. <laughs> it turns out sometimes the news is correct yeah. because Shannon's reporting is yeah. top notch. All right. And you just discounted it. I did good discount thing. it. Well, you said it was fake news that Shannon had told you about Tom Murphy's tat. And as it turns out, you weren't asking I Tom Murphy. I talked to a different tatted guy. Sorry. <laughs> So, so good. good. So oh, good. Classic. All right. Well, you know what else was good? Robbie Ray yesterday. When we asked Jerry DePoto who's looked good so far this year, number one name on his mind, Robbie Ray. And somebody who could really make a difference for them. He goes three innings, strikes out five, allowed only two base runners yesterday, which is great to see. Logan Gilbert will jump in there for the first time today. Also yesterday, we had back-to-back shots. The first came from Julio Rodriguez, who reached out on a breaking ball, kind of fooled and just muscled it to left field. Jared Kelnick followed it up with an oppo taco. Here's Kelnick, a high drive, left center field. That baby's going to carry out. Oh, to the burb. J.K. with a home run, his third of the season. Back-to-back home runs for the Mariners here in the fifth. It's 5-2 Cubs. Back-to-back home runs on back-to-back days. Yeah, pretty cool. I wonder, Salk, by the way, there is a lot more people uh, around here. And it's obviously Thursday, and we're getting near the weekend, and maybe you know, the influx of some media and some members of MLB is here. But the WCBC is coming, too. So, you know, I, some of the – I'm not going to say intensity because it's not regular season intensity, but there is a little bit more of a buzz. And you can feel probably these players start to, you know, we turn to March, we get it going, we're going to separate a little bit with the WBC and – before we know it, man, it is just like this week. Before we know it, this week's going to be over, unfortunately. And before we know it, this regular season's coming around the corner, and there's a bunch of positive news here in Mariners Camp. Here's the second thing you need to know. I like this story that came out yesterday from the NFLPA Players Association giving a report card to all of the teams, not on their coaching staff, nothing like that, on how they treat the players, on their facilities, on their travel accommodations, on their food, on their cafeteria, on their weight room, all those things. I thought that was pretty cool. I've never seen anything like it. The Seahawks did 
pretty good. Got a B plus that ranked them 11th in the league. Players generally liked the facility, the VMAC. They generally felt that ownership was willing to invest and spend money. They thought the food was very good, but they got dinged a little bit for the weight room, dinged a little bit for the lack of first class travel. Uh, and I guess it, it surprised me. I, yeah. I would have guessed if you had just asked me where did the Mariners fit, I would have said they got an A or an A minus, or the Seahawks rather, an A yeah. or an A minus. And to see them 11th, I would have guessed top five. Dallas with an A+, Carolina, Minnesota, some other teams with an A. That might be something for them to work on a little bit as facilities naturally age and it's time to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, as I think about that weight room, I, I don't know what more you need. You know, I mean, we're, we're out there at the VMAC as well, kind of like we are here at spring training. We're inside the ropes. We get to see how it all works. Is there new technology? I mean, like Maybe. football's version of the traject arc or I whatever? Guess, yeah, I, I guess. There may, Maybe there we may, don't know what we don't know. I, I guess not. I thought I knew my weight room stuff, but I, I guess not. Uh, or, or at least some of maybe the size and the scale of it. Yeah, I guess when I think about it in training camp, they got to pack guys through there. So, yeah, maybe maybe there is. But I do know this. If I know that organization, and I know Jody and Chuck and the people not named Pete and John and the people above those, they typically strive to be the best, invest in the best, give the most resources to be the best. And, uh, yeah, we may see some change come around that facility. Not a big surprise on who the worst was. That belongs to the Washington Commanders. A total joke of an organization in every way. Jaguars second to last. They got an F. Bengals F. And, oh, look, there's the Cardinals. Big, fat, juicy F. I hope the Red Sea doesn't part in reaction. Here's the third thing you need to know. All right, trade deadline day tomorrow in the NHL. Kraken not really doing much yet. Now, my guess is that will heat up here in the last day. But it's been an active deadline across the NHL, which generally makes a lot of deals uh, this time of year anyway. But Kraken are in a unique spot, man. Ron Francis, their GM, can go in a lot of different directions. It's a seller's market. And if he wants to give up on Morgan Geeky, he can get a lot back for him right now. And that's a fourth-line center. If he wants to give up on Carson Soucy, who's a third-pair defensive guy right now, he get a lot for him. He could probably get even more for Will Morgan, who's been logging second-pairing minutes. So uh, he, he can do whatever he wants. His team's also in a playoff spot right now, and they've got some needs on defense in, in, in terms of some high-powered scoring. So I don't know what direction he goes, but he's got a lot of options. Yeah, and they play the Detroit Red Rings in Detroit tonight as well. Maura, what did you tell me about our guy Tyree Wilson? 86-inch wingspan. Yeah. The Greek freak. So I'm not going to call it breaking news. Uh, We've lowered that barrier enough today. I'm not going to call it breaking news because everybody saw the news about an hour ago. But these defensive linemen are being measured today, height and weight. They will go out and run their 40s. They will jump. Tyree will not. But he came in with a wingspan. It's 86, you said? The Greek freak has an 87-inch wingspan. And... Tyree at 6'6", has an 86. 12.4, 48, 60, 72, 84. That'd be 7 feet 2 inch wingspan. How do you drag around arms like that? Uh-huh. It seems like it would be exhausting. They're not heavy. How do you know? <laughs> I got long arms. <laughs> you made fun of me for that. A wingspan an inch shorter than the <laughs> great Chris. That's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's what you're looking for if you're Tyree Wilson. Excellent His interviews arms are about as well. The one of Morris' fingers. Who would have guessed? Wow! Wow! It's everything you need to know. Are you going to release my image to Culver's or not? Are you going to stand in the way? Am I going to stand in the way of my modeling career? <laughs> after the after the show. 
I'm going to go and, and request from Culver's something in return, maybe some gift cards, some extra walleye, something, and uh, we'll kind of see where that so goes. So you see that guy right behind you, 12 o'clock in the mayor's toilet from the side? I thought that was Marco. Hey, it looks so, a little bit like yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. You're having some issues. I'm having issues. He looks so, like a cross between Marco and Goody. Yes, so I, I go up to him as if it's Marco. <laughs> you, you're oh, a disaster. No, 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 no. But I didn't say, hey, Marco. Thank God. No, exactly. But I kind of went up to him as if it was Marco, and he kind of looked at me like, what are you on? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, oh how about, is the game going to be going on? Oh. This was yesterday. And I played it off. He Good didn't pivot. know any different. But you could see where I get. Did a you figure out yet it. who's Tom Murphy? No, I got a, who you I, thought was Tom Murphy. Do I have five minutes? Yeah. Okay. All right. Go on a little hunt. See yes. if you can figure out who you talked to about being Tom go Murphy apologize. yesterday, yeah. and at least apologize to him and tell him you screwed it up for yep. God's sake. I will. All right. We still got some stuff to do. I pr- I'm sorry. No Larry Salk today. That's going to get pushed off to tomorrow. Also tomorrow, Logan Gilbert. Also tomorrow, we think Cal Raleigh. All right. Also tomorrow, uh, we think uh, Eugenio Suarez, who we've never talked to. I'm looking forward to that. We've never had a here right. on the show. Bump yeah, Stacy. Yeah, no. no so uh, I mean, I think others have. Bump and Stacy have had him. He's yeah. fun. Yeah, and I'd, I'd I like think to he'll sing him. for us. Maybe we'll get him ready. Well, oh yeah. Should we maybe. come up with some music? For well, him. he's performing. Maybe we give him a drive. You know what I'd really like to see? And I'll set up, I'll set it up now. In a couple of weeks, when Wyman and Bob come down here. How much would you like a little Bob Stelton, oh. Eugenio Suarez duet? duet. Especially because it took Bob a little while to come around on Eugenio. Like if that not, not a sing-off because he won't compete. No, Bob not a competition. No, no, no. A duet yeah. as they sing together. How nice would that be to cement that bond between Stelton and Eugenio Suarez? Like I'm all in on that. We'll see if we can make it happen. It's Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710salesports.com. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. The sun is out, man. It is shining. We're here in Peoria. It's Brock and Salk. Thank you. To Alaska Airlines, thank you. To Kitsap Credit Union, this is the best week of the year, certainly for me. I adore it. I love being down here. The little conversations we can have in our five-minute breaks. I know it's a pain for you guys. We You lose us for five minutes, but I get to watch Brock walk over and spend some time talking to Bryce Miller. And I got a few minutes and talked to Stephen Vode and heard about how state-of-the-art what they're doing here in Seattle really is. And when you comp it to where he was in Oakland, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's a really major difference. And he spent time elsewhere, Atlanta, some other spots but you know one of the things he was talking about is the investment not just in the traject we've talked about that machine which can mimic every major league pitcher exactly but in just their r&d as he referred to it just the the guys in the little computer room as you walk down this hallway here at the facility you walk past first you'll see the lunchroom on the right then you'll see the weight room on the left training room on the left clubhouse on the right and the next door down after the clubhouse is a pretty big room just full of computer screens and computers and it's the guys who were just working on all of what he called r&d but it's it's analytics and it's really modern analytics which Mm -hmm. has gone so far beyond hey based percentage or BABIP or whatever, it's spin rate, it's launch angle, it's all the things, the little things that they can tweak to try to get the most out of these guys. And, you know, talking yesterday with Paul Seawald, who you heard some of that this morning, I spent some time with him kind of off the air just chatting. And, you know, one of the things he said is when he got here, we didn't end up talking about this on the show. One of the things the Mariners did is we, we've talked a lot about how they changed his slider and changed the way he throws his fastball. They also took away his changeup. He said, yeah, it's not good. Don't throw it. Two-pitch pitcher. 
And it's an interesting point of view that it, it, changing, adding a pitch, changing a grip, changing the way you throw a fastball, all those things are hard to do. Mm-hmm. They take a while. It mm-hmm. might work. It might not. But changing the mix of how a guy pitches is actually very easy. Right, They did that with Marco when he first arrived here. I forget whether it was more two-seamers or more cutter, whatever it was. They made some changes to just his, not his repertoire, but his usage of the pitches he already had. And it made him better. And in Paul Seawald's case, it was eliminate that changeup. Yeah, you're going to change where you throw your fastball and some of the arm angle stuff, but 50-50. Yeah. And he was almost exactly 50-50 last year. So if you're a hitter... You have no idea what's coming. It mm-hmm. might be the chain. It might be the slider. It might be the fastball, and you got no clue. And you got my A pitches. You're not getting a B plus. That's right. And, and why? And if and you kind of learn who you are, it is the one thing that does cross over to most professional athletics. Basketball probably not, because those guys are just so freakishly different to be through those filters and be the twelfth, twelve guys on an NBA roster. There's just not many of those humans. But certainly football and baseball is you. The guys stick around to make it, and especially ones like Paul that make a late turn maybe in their career Mm -hmm. they know exactly who they are and they know exactly who they're not and you have to know that right you can't be all things and have all these oh i and you come into the league or you probably at every level some of that gets siphoned off right (laughs) and i tell quarterbacks young quarterbacks when i'm training i'm like hey listen man i got to watch one of the greatest to ever do it Got to watch it. Got to watch it every day. I got to be around it. And you know what? Peyton Manning didn't run sprint right option. And he didn't run nakeds and waggles. He couldn't run. Why, why am I going to do that? Did you see Tom Brady on a sprint out? Tell me the last time you saw Tom Brady do a sprint out pass. I don't see it very often. Though. I don't think you've ever seen it in his 20 years. He hasn't run sprint right option. Uh, no, I don't think he runs really sprint right option. Or how about just nakeds and boots where he's like on the run out of the pocket? Nope. Not even when he was 25, let alone when he was 45. So you figure out you know, what you are and you major in your strengths and you don't sit there and worry about what you can't do. And I think so many, and I'll raise my hands, one of those guys, like, gosh, I can't do this and I can't do that. If I would have just focused, just focus on what you do great and live there and live in that space. And for these relievers, and that's where I think some of that R&D comes into play, right, that research and development, so they can watch themselves. So they can look at it and they go, wow, actually, those two things, that's pretty good. And actually, that swing right there, that's pretty good. And And now let me just maximize it. You know, let me just get the very, very most out of it. And, yeah, to hear that from a Stephen Vogt who's been around baseball a long time, and he speaks to as a veteran guy knowing the importance of it. We've got Chris Clark walking by. He thinks we want a quiet. We don't want a quiet. We want to hear those cleats clacking against the uh, <laughs> yes. against the cement. You'll be proud of me, by. so I learned something. Yeah. Okay, so same thing. i got a question for you when you're done. Okay, good. So same thing that we all, like, learn and develop. So I went over to the catchers because that's where that guy that I thought was Tom Murphy was yesterday, <laughs> right? And I didn't double down on stupid. I didn't just take a guess. They got sweatshirts on today. Oh. I can't see who's tatted up. <laughs> oh. Oh. Brock, are you okay? Did I almost just get hit in the back of the head? Wow. You almost got hit in the head. And By I, a catcher? Yeah, and I wow. just got it right. That's going to leave a mark. Wow. That's a ball that nearly killed us and our equipment. Oh, that's wow. Been, you know what? 
That's going to leave a good little. I hope wow. I have seams on that bruise tomorrow <laughs> so I could go wow. short sleeve. Is that Harry Ford who almost drilled you? I don't know. I think it is. Wowzers. I think that was a Harry Ford ball. All right, tough it up. You're wow. tough it up. Tom suck Murphy was like, that guy I doesn't even know, know who we are. Suck it up Catchers. right now. Suck it up right now. I was now. a foot away from yeah. the hospital. Same. Yeah, that would. if that was the back of the head, that yeah. would have hurt more than my uh, bicep. Did. Wow. But yeah. <laughs> So, anywho, I didn't double down on stupid, and I didn't go over there because they're wearing sweatshirts today. Oh, no, is that him? No, that's not him either. So, you'd it's be Robert proud of Ray. me at least in that way. No, that I didn't, uh, that I learned my lesson. Got of just so you didn't trying, say anything. Of trying to just assume that I know who someone is. That's I didn't not say Robbie anything. Ray either. Maybe you guys need to wear your That's not Robbie Ray. No? He's joking. Stop it. Uh, so, you got, what do you want to ask me? You asked me earlier how many wins for this team? Yeah, as, you, as you're around here and you kind of look at, at what you see and. How many wins do you think? Yeah, unlike you, I don't get emotional, right? So, you know, you can't get emotional in business when you're putting the numbers together. So I'm going to say... Vegas is 87. Uh, some of our zips, and a half, yeah. Some of our zips guys and other guys were like 90, 91. The, the division's better. If Texas stays healthy in their rotation, and, and I know there's some veteran it's guys. It's a big if. It's right a there. big if. That's a big if. Because if Texas doesn't stay healthy, they're worse. Yeah. Right? I mean, and that's what you've seen the last few years from DeGrom. It's, I mean, hasn't been healthy. Hasn't yep. played. Yep. But if he is, he's one of the most dominant wipeout dudes in mm-hmm. baseball. So, and Uvalde, Uvalde as well, the, the other veteran they added. So Had a terrible year last year. I mean, really bad. That's Yes. But, you know, there's years there. I mean, it's baseball in any given year. So if those things come together, the Angels actually made a few somewhat smart moves. Right, they they added, and most of their grades of the off seasons were A minus, B plus, uh, maybe even a little bit ahead of some of your off season moves. So I just think those two in the division are going to be a little bit better. And Houston ain't going anywhere. They are still the team that has the fiber. But you're also of not playing your division as much as you used to. That's true, right? I mean, that's, that's going to get too. balanced out a little bit. That yep. whole unbalanced schedule thing. Focus, Justin. No, you're not going to get hit in the head. We're anymore. now all that very was, nervous about getting that hit. That was a and one I think fairly. Huh? I think it's all very fair. Very How did that not hit you? By the way, <laughs> I don't know. That skipped right over you. I know. Because he's hit leaning me. back. Look at him. I wasn't at the time though. Yeah. I was sitting up like this. Yes. It went directly across speaking my field of vision. Speaking of tunnels, I'm curious to see what that's going to look like on video. If you see that ball just come whooshing right by Gosh. that would have been bad man that would have really <laughs> really hurt if that had picked us off oh it hit me in the arm no, i mean like actually hit us like you know not you i mean you're <laughs> kind of in a different category i mean oh. you know ex-football player etc oh. if that had hit justin in the back of the head or hit like me in the temple <laughs> I, mean, I simply would have been in some significant oh, trouble bad yeah i would have absolutely sued I just want to tell you, right now, I would have gone instant litigious. Like I would have been on yep. the phone with my lawyer do you think, immediately. Do you think looking that, to hey, sue? Where's service? You think that was service's way to shut us up? Maybe because yeah. he came out of here and said, "Hey, man, stop yelling at each other." It seems possible. Oh, are they going to come and apologize? I would hope that there's think, a level yeah. of an apology. Can yeah. I get a Can I get a four? <laughs> get Harry Ford over here and be Jeez. like, "Hey, guys, I'm really sorry about you that." Bless out the saxophone. Everything will be fine. <laughs> can't feel my. Don't worry about. It. I can't do you think feel he my plays arm. like some like eighties cheese? Ball sock. sock. I can't even grip the bar right now. Oh, my God. Such a, such a bruise wow. on my nerve. Yeah, you look like you're in some significant <laughs> yes. pain. I, I hope you're going to I hope you're gonna survive all of this. Yeah, I think it'll be all right. Yeah. Oh, we're good, man. Uh, no, we're good. No worries. I wanted to see what it was wow. like to get hit He's by a baseball. Wow. So all good. That was intense. <laughs> that no. got airmail. All good. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> took off on me. Oh, well, next time, just good. yell four. <laughs> Can you yell four next time? Yeah. There we go. Oh, Brock got a big hug I out of it. I got a good deal. hug out you of it. And a baseball. Yeah, we'll keep that one. Do you know who that Souvenir. was? <clears throat> Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not sure who that is. I think that's Brian O'Keefe. Could be. I think. I'm not yeah. sure. I think that is Brian O'Keefe, yep. who's sort of a third, fourth, yeah. third catcher guy. Yeah. Um, good arm. I mean, I that's, think, that's, a good, that's a good little arm to, to whip it over the fence. That's who that is, is, is Brian O'Keefe. <laughs> but uh, we could do it. So I'm going to say, uh, so to answer, give me your answer. negative. I just looked that's at a picture Brian of O'Keefe. him. That yep. is not Brian O'Keefe. So I'm right. going to say, mm, I'm going to say nine, uh, I'm going to say... I like that 95 number. I'm going to say just a tick under 95. Okay. So you're yeah. kind of in the same range I am. Yeah. Look, 90 I mean, to 95. If this thing comes together for this team, legitimately, and maybe this is a Friday conversation, not a Thursday one. Things come together for this team, they can win 100 games. They are absolutely talented enough with their pitching. Yep. And when you put this whole lineup out there together, if guys kind of do their thing, this team is 100% capable of winning 100 games. Yep. I really, in my heart, believe that. Yep. And I don't think it's just my heart. I think it's my head. I think it's, it's looking at the, at the possibilities of what they can do. Now, there is a far cry between what you can do and what you are going to do, right? Mm-hmm. There is many a slip twixt a cup and a lip, and it takes a while to you know to get that cup all the way from the from the from the table all the way to your mouth and actually pour the liquid into it. Lots of opportunities to spill. Yep. Right. So I, I don't know that they'll get there, but I, I got to tell you, I am I am really optimistic being down here. And one thing. Maybe it's just the, you know, not staring at the text machine all day, not being on social media all day, not taking calls, et cetera, and just being in this environment. Whatever frustration we were feeling mm. from the fan base before yep. we got down here from the off season, yep. you do not sense any of it here nope. in a way that I kind of did last year. I mean, even when we were down here, a couple of the players being like, eh. Toronto went for it. I don't feel like we're going for it the way they are. Well, guess what? They beat Toronto. Yep. They beat them in the regular season. They beat them again in the postseason. And I think that gives a little bit of um, leeway, a, a little bit of buy-in from the Some players belief, yeah. who say, hey, I kind of thought it last year. Some of the older players were telling me, well, they didn't fully go for it. And it worked. We did better than the team that, quote-unquote, went for it. And I think that that gives a little bit of trust. So I went individually there earlier just talking about a little bit about myself and the other guys I'm around. And Brady and Manning is great examples of understanding what you are and what you have and what you're not. And, and, you know, Paul Seawold as well. So so that's individually. But I think collectively, I, I don't think you can undersell that accomplishment of getting to the playoffs. And then not just getting to the playoffs. Is Teo said to us earlier, yeah, I was on the other side. You know, when you're up eight runs, you don't expect to lose at home in a playoff game. And to have actually then done it collectively, I think that takes then the next step. And once again, just different teams I was on, Indianapolis playoff team. I think in my six years in the league, I was in the playoffs five times on six teams. And very clearly, those playoff teams, and in the second year in Indy especially, if you're making the playoffs first year with Coach Dungy, and the second year getting the AFC title game, you knew exactly who you were collectively. Mm-hmm. Like, we can do this. We can do this. And, yes, if some of my cynical Mariners friends, um, fake Graham incarnation, right, if he were down here and he would see, and he's a baseball guy, and he would see, man, gosh, this, this is a pretty good group here now. 
And I'm not just talking talent of watching their bullpens and looking at their numbers. It's just a pretty good group of dudes yeah. that knows who they are collectively, not just individually as independent contractors, but collectively knows who they are and what they've done and what they're capable of. That's that's not Texas doesn't know that. The Angels don't know that. The A's don't know that. Houston does. Yeah. And it's a big reason why they've been a World Series and World Series. Yeah. So you still have a little ways games. to go. You're chasing yes. them, as everybody has told us, and Paul Sewall told us, and Jerry is. They know they're chasing them. Yep. There, there's no false bravado or a false sense of accomplishment, but I also think they know they're pretty close, yep. and they know that what they did last year meant something, and hopefully we talk about the speed of trust and what it can accomplish. If there's some of that trust, like we now have to trust nobody else is going to throw a baseball at us while we're sitting here, yep. then hopefully they can get to that next level. Let's do a little Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. All right, well, yesterday uh, we've now told you the story of how we all went to Culver's. Well, Mora and Justin and I went to Culver's. Because I wanted Mora to experience my love for the walleye fish sandwich, which they have only during Lent at this fast food joint I'm down going here. today. Are you going to go? I'm going today. Oh. Okay. Ask think- for Debbie. She's our new friend. <laughs> yes. And while we were there, I took a picture of Mora with all of our food and said, wow, it looks like she's pretty hungry. And, um, well, Culver's really liked it. In fact, they asked if they could use it in some of their marketing materials moving forward. So Mora's already signed off. I've yet to give consent because I'm looking for, you know, a little, uh, <laughs> a little quick pro quo. You're trying, you're trying to profit collective. off of my likeness. Yeah, I want to be like uh, okay. I'm trying, Well, it was my picture though, my photography skills. <laughs> right. I want to be like Ben Affleck when he goes to meet those guys in Goodwill Hunting. So my situation, yeah, too far. Would be great. Just a little reciprocity. Yeah, exactly. I have to say, the texters are with you. They want you to leverage it so that there's a Culver's in Seattle. That's all I want. What all were right. we saying earlier? From Cover Girl to Culver's. Yeah. yeah. From Cover Girl to Culver Girl. Love That's it. More Dooley's I modeling story. I did do story. some low-level promotional <laughs> modeling for Cover Girl, like at malls oh, when I was younger. See? So. That's my autobiography now. Well, from Cover Girl to Culver Girl. With that in mind, present the top five fast food sandwiches Ooh. ranked. Oh, 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 I've wow. thought about this for a while. <laughs> top five fast food sandwiches ranked. Let's go. Now, let me give you a couple of uh, honorable mentions because there are a lot. Now, one I wanted to mention that doesn't exist anymore, oh. but it was so good when it was here. It was a legend, and that is the McDonald's Arch Deluxe. It was only around for a few years. Mm. It was a high-quality hamburger. Mm. It was sort of built in the McLean Deluxe camp, but with a potato bun, etc. It was awesome. Never had it. Unfortunately, it's no longer around. Like the McRib. The McRib comes back, though, every year or two. Not so for the Arch Deluxe, unfortunately. Uh, the butter burger, I would put on that list. How good was that butter burger? That's terrific. It's, it's almost a, like a smash burger. It's kind of crispy. Yeah. Good, good flat, crispy, brown them up, mm. caramelized. It's yeah. great. I, I like Sonic. I don't think anything there is particularly sure. jumps out at me, right? It's good. Yeah. good. You know when it's hot in the summer, a good one, they're cherry limeade slushies or something like that. But that's that. not a sandwich. No. I mean, like, we're just ranking sandwiches here. I could definitely I don't think their sandwiches that. stand out. No. Got two burgers so far in your sandwiches. 
Yeah, you're going to find that to be a uh, common theme here. Okay. A bunch of these are. Yeah. I've always you said. You need like a good fried chicken or spicy. I food. promise there'll be a chicken in here. Don't worry about this it. This plays to your strength. Do you want me to just give you the top five? <laughs> no, because no. I Then you guys can attack it if you want. I'll just oh, give wait, you the top five. By the way, we got a text in. Someone says them and their business partner have been betting on ranked for weeks on the number one and that you've let them down and ruined their week this oh. entire week. Hey, so, that's all right. Please. So hopefully you. You may not like this year's number. You may not like the number one sandwich I have today from fast food. Number five on my list is the double-double from In-N-Out. Number five on my list. Yeah, that's how good the four ahead of it are. Number five on my list, the double-double. It's a good sandwich. Believe me, it's a top five. Yeah, it's a double-double burger. In fact, maybe we'll go over there today and see if we can sample (laughs) it. You ever go a three-by or four-by? No, it's too much. I would rather do an extra like cheeseburger on the side than than put too many patties on there at once. That's just my feeling. Wow, I remember in college, some people doing six five. buys, seven buys, eight buys. I think they only go up to three now. All right, that's number five. Huh. Number four for me, and I think there at least used to be one in the Seattle area, is, I forget what the sandwich is called, but just their burger and fat burger. Fat, fat burger. burger is so freaking good. It is an, you can get a fried egg on that burger. Like, it's so good as a fast food uh, hamburger that it drifts into fast casual world. It's almost fast casual <laughs> counter service type thing as opposed to being true. Uh, it's almost surprising that it's not spelled P-H-A-T. No. Ah, it's in the 50s. They didn't have that spelling yet. So. <laughs> it didn't exist yet when they were doing fast Jacket back on. Jacket back on. What a mess. With the clouds. So number four on my list, Fat Burger. For anybody who knows, you know. They got a great, great hamburger in okay. there. Number three on my list, and this is a newcomer just in the last few years. You may remember the shortage nationwide when it first came on the scene. Ooh. And they created quite yes. a demand Popeyes. for the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I still never got to have one of those. It is yeah. so good. You're right. I've done one. It's, it's very It is three. spectacular. Yeah. It is the best chicken sandwich you can buy in a fast food restaurant. Well, because, and, what's, and what's unique about it is the Popeye's tenders. Yep. Which then go on the sandwich are not. They're good. They're great. But they're good. They're not great. But the amount of mayonnaise the and way the they bun do it. and oh. yeah, it yeah. is such a good sandwich. That's a good sandwich. And I'm gonna deserve, you know, I'm gonna get some heat. Chick fil A does not does not appear on my list here. I like those Chick fil A sandwiches. They're good. I, I'm always looking for a little more with them. Wow. I like them, and I like yeah. with the breakfast stuff that you bring in from Chick fil A. Uh-huh. But I don't I don't have them in the elite sandwich category. Okay. Just for me. Have you had their spicy chicken? Yeah, it's good. Deluxe spicy chicken? It's good. I always am left wanting a little more. All right. I don't know. I'm getting worried. Number two on my (laughs) list, the walleye. It's it's yeah. only a limited time, <laughs> but I talk about it enough. I've got to put it on the list. Number two, the walleye fish sandwich available during Lent only. Oh, I know where you're going with number one. I, I know have it. to. Nobody's going to like it. I don't know. No, I know it. You know where I'm going. With I know one. where you're going. But with number one. two is the walleye. What did you get, Maura? You had it for the first time. Your thoughts? It was really good. Yeah, fast food. I like. I still might go for the burger next time. Yeah. But for a fast food fish sandwich, it was delicious. Would you know it's walleye and not cod or halibut? Yeah. I, it's, when it's fried, no. <laughs> like, I'm, not good, I'm not that good. Is it, I, is the thing it is, light? I have their cod. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's light, light, flaky, white. Yeah. Yeah. And it tastes like legitimate fish. Delicious. It's pretty it's good. good. All right. 
All right, I'm going to make people mad. I, I'm sorry if you've been betting on this at home. I'm sorry if this disappoints you. I'm sorry if you think it's gone downhill over the years. I'm sorry if you don't think it is the absolute best, the gold standard when it comes to fast food sandwiches. But anytime you put together two all-beef patty special sauce, lettuce, yeah. cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun, that's number one in my book. I'm sorry. Two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, sesame seed bun. You know it better as the Big Mac. Right. I am upset. <laughs> number one. Yes. It's number one on my list. Uh, you can take whatever else. You can take your Whopper, 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 Whopper. Forget no. it. Drag it out and leave it somewhere behind a tool shed. You don't need it when you've got a Big Mac. The number one. fat Now. Another one that would be, I should have put it here as an honorable mention. Dix Deluxe? Huh? The Dix Deluxe? Good. Wow. I like Dix. Really good. It's in and out on this. I like like Dix Deluxe. You know what else could have come close would be the Sourdough Jack. Yeah. I really like a Sourdough Jack. I like a Jack Spicy Chicken Sandwich. But you can't beat the Big Mac, man. Stick with the original. We won't let you down. Wendy's Spicy Chicken Sandwich is pretty good, too. That's pretty good, too. I miss anything else? I want all of them. I just want all. I really want a bruise on my arm. I really do. I don't really bruise. I really would like a bruise on my arm. Because that ball was smoking right by you and you. And our equipment. Do we figure out, was that Cooper Hummel? No. I think it was Jake Anchia. Anchia. I looked up the catchers that are here. I I think you're right. That's disappointing. I was hoping it was going to be Harry Ford. I was hoping it was going to be Tom Murphy. He was mad that you didn't know what he looked like. Oh, we're 80% done. Ah, oh, what a shame. Stick around for Bump and Stacy Tomorrow we will definitely have Logan Gilbert. We think we're going to have Cal Raleigh. We think we're going to have Eugenio Suarez. My dad, Larry Salk, joining the show. Joe Fan on the show. Stacked tomorrow to finish up our week here in Peoria. Thanks to Alaska Airlines. Thank you to Kitsap Credit Union. This hour brought to you by 3010 Weight Loss for Life. Bump and Stacey up next. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Until then, the hey is in the bar bar. Hey, everybody.